You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice little dreary, chilly, rainy kind of morning this morning. Hope you're off to a good start. Uh, this, Jamie's off to a good start on the Yates Morning Center chat line. I agree with Jamie. I feel like he, in talking about uh, Justin Verlander, is living in the moment. And loving this experience. If you watched any of the playoff games, he was one of the biggest cheerleaders in the dugout when he wasn't on the mound. Okay. Okay. So, game one of the World Series tonight. You think Houston in six, right? Yes. Okay. Jeff, do you have a... I think the, I mean, I think the Phillies are a good team. I think their starting pitching is is really good. Obviously, they've got some big bats that are really swinging it well right now. <clears throat> I, I think the bullpen could be huge in this series. I just think they, they Strohs is a little bit better. Yeah, I've got uh, Astros and five in this. You're, but as a Houstonian, you're not, you're not, uh, this is was not your boyhood team, right? No. Yeah. Uh, well, it was very, very early, and then Bo Jackson happened. Then Bo Jackson um, happened. I mean, um, I don't root against the Astros. Like, I'm not anti-Astros in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form, but they're n- I would not classify them as my team. Okay. All right. Do we have any true lifelong Astros fans in our midst, in our bunch, in our group, in our cadre of fine broadcasters here on these? Well, other stations? than the Cubs, Aaron Dickens. Is it Dickens? Yeah, Dickens, Dick, Dickens yeah. is uh, Houstonian. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we have anybody else from Houston here right now. Okay. Pretty much it. Uh, Last night in the NFL, week number eight got underway. Mm. It's not looking so good for Tom Brady. 27-22, Baltimore wins last night over Tampa Bay. I don't know if anybody's really going to just weep any tears uh, for Tom Brady. He's had a pretty good, he's had a pretty good run. Um, But they fall to three and five uh, on the, uh, on the year. And boy, it could be worse for them. I think they've lost like, um, I think it's like three of their last four. So it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy when you think about, you know, last year and playoff team and how good Brady was. And then you look at this year and go, man, it's just not, uh, not very, been, not very, very good. They've lost five of their last six and three in a row. Yikes. I know. They just don't look good offensively. No, no, they really, they really do not. Um, and this was kind of an ugly game early on. I uh, I kind of just lurked at it. I didn't really, I didn't watch it, but it just seemed like, uh, just didn't seem like it had any oomph to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for oomph. You know what I'm, yeah, I'm looking for, I'm looking for oomph. <laughs> when I'm, when I'm, uh, when I'm looking at that, especially a game that you got to go to some effort to get. Ravens got 14 points in the third quarter and, and 10 in the fourth. So, it was 10-3 at the half. Uh, Bucks did get 12 in the fourth quarter to, to make a, a bit of a game of it, although they they uh, they scored a touchdown with 49 seconds left. 
um, to make the score maybe a little bit closer than the game really indicated. Okay. So Cowboys will be in action on Sunday. They'll take on the Chicago Bears. It's a noon kick from Arlington. We'll have it for you at 11. And then uh, Cowboys uh, look to take down the, uh, the Bears who are coming off of a win. Cowboys uh, also coming off of a win. And so, man, I, you know, I, I just wonder, um, I wonder about uh, Dak this week if we see a, a better bounce back from him. If he looks more fluid or if he looks more on target. Yeah, I'm sure uh, another week of practice and actual, the actual game time there mm-hmm. will, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll make him a little bit less rusty, so mm-hmm. to speak. So mm-hmm. I think you're. it's fair to have expectations of him playing a little bit better than he did last week. Yeah, I mean, the, the NFC is just wide open right now. And so, you know, it's not like... Uh, you, know, you got Philly that's at six and zero. You got Minnesota that's at five and one. Kind of feel like <clears throat> Philly will kind of come back to the to the pack a little bit. Um, the Giants are six and one. Um, you know that NFC East. <laughs> crazy to say this, but it may be the best division in the NFC. They definitely have the best records. Yeah. Now, do they have the best teams? I mean, the West is going to say, well, look at Seattle, look at the Rams, defending champions, look at, and, at the 49ers and then the Cardinals. I think it's fair to say it's the East. I just, I don't know how sold I am on either of the two teams right there at the top. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's and, fair too. Well, three really, because include the Giants there too. Yeah. So you were yeah. you were saying that the, you were including the Cowboys. I was in including the, the Cowboys, yeah. Okay. I don't know how sold I am. Man, I'm really okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'm sold on with the Cowboys. I'm really sold on the Cowboys defense. Yeah, and and you know what, defense wins championships, and defense wins games in the postseason, and all that good stuff. So, and maybe, and I think the Eagles defense has shown to be pretty mm-hmm. good too. And then they they add a big time pass rusher this week as well in a trade with the Bears. Yeah, I, I, that, that's that's fair, and, and it's not as if the Giants are winning with high scoring, high flying offense either. They're winning with defense as well. Yeah, and it, it's, so maybe we maybe we should give the NFC East more credit. You know, and it's interesting because the and clearly he was not working out for him <clears throat> because they they would have hung on to him if he had been. So you kind of wonder uh, are the Chiefs getting some you know baggage here with uh, wide receiver Kadarius Tony because they the Giants traded him for two uh, draft picks, um, and so you know you kind of look at that and go, well, hmm. That's kind of interesting when a team at six and one trades a receiver. Mm. So, Guess he just they had depth, or they did, or it didn't didn't work out. Um, this from the uh, ESPN article that he never seemed to be on solid ground with the new regime and uh, coach Brian Dobble and uh, the new GM. So uh, other teams were under the impression that uh, you could get him for the right price in the off season, uh, even though they said they never shopped him. <clears throat> and at this point in time, here's here's maybe all you need to know from uh, the head coach. He says this. We just thought it was for the best of the team. So maybe maybe his locker room uh, decorum wasn't very good. Kadarius. Yeah. He said, we wish Kadarius well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that seems like, uh, don't let the door hit you on your way out there, young man. That's what it kind of seems to me. Yeah. 
The Chiefs have had plenty, plenty of uh, interesting characters in There's the no doubt. of late. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Somebody says this, NFC is wide open compared to the AFC. Well, I... I think it's there for the taking. How about that? I think I don't think you know in the in the AFC. I mean, look, you got what the what the Bills are doing. You got the Chiefs in contention. Um, you got the uh, shockingly the Jets. I mean, are they're at five and two? Are they gonna are they gonna be a team that's ten and four? Or, you know, well, it's gonna be more than that. But you know what I'm saying? Are they gonna are they gonna be a team with 10, 11, 12 victories? Hard hard to say because their history says no. Mm-hmm. I mean. I think I think everybody would say in the AFC right now it's the Bills uh, that's the best team in the AFC, um, and then you kind of look at you know the Chiefs, Titans. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how things play out. But I mean, there's a lot of parity too in the AFC as well. A lot of records that are you know four and three, five and three. Um, I think before it's all said and done, the Bengals will get going again. I mean, it seems like they already have gotten going mm-hmm. again. I think they'll be in the mix, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Until somebody knocks off Patrick and the Chiefs, it feels like they're the they're the lead dog. Chiefs are idle this week. Mahomes will be here tomorrow. He'll be honored at halftime. Uh, be inducted into the Texas Tech Ring of Honor. That should be a great moment um, tomorrow night at halftime when uh, they unveil his uh, name. He'll be next to Elmer Tarbox on the side of uh, Jones Stadium on the west side. So that should be uh, that should be pretty cool uh, when they do that tomorrow, and then. Uh, Mahomes and company will be back in action next week. So he gets a little bit of a respite and gets to see his name put up there forever. That has to be cool, especially at his young age to to look at that and go, that thing is going to be there for the next however long that stadium stands. And uh, he'll be able to come back and come back and come back and come back and, and see it forever and ever a day. So it should be, uh, should be a lot of fun tomorrow night. And hopefully it's fun on the field too. We'll have it for you tomorrow. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why, yeah. do, why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends <laughs> right. save we it for the show we, know. We, save, we do we save it for the show tune into the morning drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station Double T 97.3 today is the last Friday in October okay it's the last Friday it's the 8th game day Friday of the season okay <laughs> it's the 8th Friday of game day the 8th Friday of game day right we said at the beginning of the season <laughs> that Jeff and I couldn't convince you was the wrong way to say it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With this day in sports history. <laughs> I, I got to follow that. <laughs> okay, this, let's see this, how much. On this 28th day of October, here is <laughs> Jeff McGuire. 1934, Brooklyn Dodgers and Pittsburgh Pirates play the very first and only one of only four penalty-free NFL games in history. The Dodgers win 21 to 3 at Ebbets Field. Wow, penalty free. Nice. 104 and it's the Dodgers and the Pirates in an NFL game. Okay. Crazy. There's a lot in this story that I like that I would like to do a giant deep dive into, but part mm-hmm. of it I know like 
there was a while that every NFL team was named after their MLB team mm. so that you could just be a Cubs fan or a uh, Pirates fan or a Dodgers fan. You didn't have to worry about what sport it was. But then we, you know, figured out that that got confusing quickly. 1953, Red Barber resigns as the Dodgers sportscaster to join the Yankees. To go play for another team. To broadcast, go broadcast for the uh, Yankees. Oh, so he 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 was the broadcaster. So he joined the Yankees as their broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then not not truly join the Yankees, join the broadcast crew of the Yankees. Nineteen fifty nine, American Football League awards the Buffalo Bills franchise to Ralph C. Wilson. Never run into him growing up. I've never met Mister Wilson. No, no. I'm sorry. Nor a Super Bowl championship. <laughs> 1961 ground is broken for municipal stadium in new york we know it as shea stadium oh okay meh shea was uh well we know it is shea stadium meh. it can be a garbage stadium shea with was, a garbage team but he, he was the mayor of new york at one point in time william shea 1975 shea. <laughs> calvin murphy of the houston rockets begins an nba free throw streak of 58 consecutive games without a miss. Gosh. 58 consecutive games. I wonder how many free throws he made in that stretch. It was... He had the record for a while until... Oh, who beat him in the It was like 77 or something like that. 1989, Baseball World Series. Oakland A's beat the San Francisco Giants 9-6 to at Candlestick Park to sweep the Giants in the earthquake-affected Bay Bridge Series... Dave Stewart was your MVP, along with all of the first responders in the San Francisco area mm, and Bay yeah, Area. No doubt. 1995, Baseball World Series, the Braves beat the Indians one to nothing in game six at, uh, in, in, at uh, Fulcombe County Stadium to win their third title. Braves starter Tom Glavin, the MVP. And in 2012... American Serena Williams wins her third season-ending tennis title, beating uh, Maria Sharapova of Russia 6-4-6-3 in the WTA Championship decider in Istanbul, Turkey. Istanbul. This is very fitting for today. It's probably a couple of days early, but you've got to get a bunch of these in before Halloween. It's National Chocolate Day. Okay. Okay. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player John Robertson. 34. Mm. Sunday. Happy birthday, Texas Tech wide receiver, Jakeem Grant. Mm. Turns 30. Hope he gets better for next season. Mm -hmm. Back to today, bunch of birthdays. Bill Gates, 67. Julia Roberts, 55. Matt Smith is 40. Joaquin Phoenix, 48. Brad Paisley is 50. Annie Potts is 70. Terrell Davis is 50. Gus Malzahn is 57, Juan Guzman, 56, and, he, and Lenny Wilkins is 84 today. Lenny Wilkins, wow. And on this day in 1865, Chuck Hines was standing out proud with his chest bold in the pride. That what day has Chuck not done that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Construction is completed of the Gateway Arch, a 630-foot-high uh, curved stainless steel marking the Jefferson National Memorial at the waterfront of St. Louis, Missouri. In 1865? 1965. Oh, 1965. Okay, I thought you said 18. 1965. I was going to say, man, that's 
pretty wild technology. Anytime that his home state of Missouri can do something cool, he's very proud. <laughs> okay. <of it. laughs> and that is this day in sports history. <laughs> All right, it's time for our secret word. All you have to do is go to double t dot com when I unveil the secret word. Okay. And uh, you'll have a chance to win $10,000 from Double T 97.3. And the Home Zone, as we give you some a chance here locally to win a big contest. We'll give you a big check for uh, the big prize. All you have to do is enter the secret word at Double T 97.3.com. I will help you with the spelling of it. Commodores is the secret word. Commodores. As in the Commodores. I would love to see the Commodores in concert okay commodore c-o-m-m-o-d-o-r-e-s commodores commodores okay do with the context clues of all the other secret words of the day do you really think it was that this uh, as in the singing group no it's probably um you know some college team out there yeah it's probably about vanderbilt vanderbilt mm-hmm. vanderbilt yeah I bet you they would be good to see, though, in concert. Yeah, the Commodores. Yeah. I would enjoy that also. Yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. Commodores. Mm-hmm. When I hear the Commodore, when I think of music, I think of, or when I think of the Commodores, mm-hmm. the, you know, Commodores, I don't think of Vandy. I think of the Commodores. Okay. Mm-hmm. Commodores is your secret word. Go to doubletea973.com. Enter that in, and you could be a winner on November the 18th when we give away the $10,000. You'll come down here, do a little paperwork. Grab the right hand of on highest and take the check out of his left hand and promptly go to your bank. Okay? And it'll be good. It won't bounce. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, uh, it'll be a happy day for you. Chuck has day. made sure that that check won't bounce. Yeah. That's right. I've He's already that. deposited it into Brad's account so That's Brad right. can write the check. <laughs> uh, Calvin Murphy, by the way, he uh, is third on the NBA uh, consecutive free throws made list. 78 was his number. He did that between, now this 56-game streak might have come at a different time, but he made 78 straight between December 27th of 1980 and February 28th of 1981. Okay, so what's the longest? I don't know. Don't know. Okay. okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, another a little tidbit for a former Red Raider basketball player. I saw this yesterday. Ronald Ross is going to exit the business world in Dallas Remember, he had left here as a graduate assistant, gone back into the business world. He's going to go back to his hometown of Hobbs and be an assistant basketball coach at the high school. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's uh, teaching science. Great. Okay. Teaching mm-hmm. science. Right? Big Ronald Ross fan. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. Yeah. So there, uh, there you go on that. There's a little, little walking around knowledge. Uh, Raiders dad says this Heinz is going to help with the spelling only when it's right there in front of me by the way uh, I got a little bit of the shakes yesterday when I was uh, reading to the children over at Whiteside because the teacher on the wall had this spelling bee poster put up <clears throat> if you get the word wrong they ding the bell <laughs> like I just all of a sudden it just kind of it all came back to me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if you get the word correct, keep on spelling more words. The last person standing wins. You have to study a bunch of words. That's that's kind of how they look at it. 
So, anyway. Well, I hope they didn't make you spell anything. Did not make me spell yeah. anything yesterday. Did not make me they spell anything. very gracious to their guest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't not make put me. put them through a quiz. They did not put me through any kind of spelling quiz or anything, anything like that. So, anyway. So, that's... Uh, that was part of yesterday's activity. <sighs> Boy. 6.54 this morning here on the morning drive. And speaking of Commodores, I met a former Commodore last night, Dimitri Moore. Played at Vandy, now plays for the Red Raiders. Nice. Told me he hit a lot of people last weekend. I said, oh, I hope he hit a lot of people this weekend too. Yeah, it seems like he's been more involved of of late, and that's good. Yeah. And kind of increasing the depth. I like that. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, talk Texas Tech and Baylor. You'll hear it right here tomorrow. We'll have Optimum Game Day Live coverage presented by United Supermarkets at 7 a.m. Break down the high school stuff and then take you all the way through the day up to the kickoff, which is at 6.30 tomorrow night from Jones Stadium. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Brewer's going to take it with one Oh, oh my gosh, he got nailed at the goal line by Schooler and completely knocked backwards. He was going into the end zone, it appeared, and Schooler just flat knocked him silly. The Morning Drive. Don't like what we're talking about? Wait five minutes. It'll change. That's the play Jamie was talking about just a moment ago. Awesome job by Jeff McGuire to uh, pull that out of the archives. There is uh, well done, Jeffrey. Texas Tech uh, beat uh, Baylor that day. That it, needed to be in our Hall of Fame folder anyway, so it was a convenient time to get it in there. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a okay. good one. Others that are in there: Josh Young's first major league home run, mm-hmm. the Conley catch in the college baseball uh, playoffs. Crabtree, obviously, Zach Thomas, Wes Walker. You know, the Hall of Fame cuts sure. that need to stay. There's nothing from this show in the Hall of Fame folder, is there? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I think we've had an entry this week. <laughs> It'd be hard not to put Arkansas yeah. in there. It, but you kind of need the setup for it, and that's a little longer than we would want this right. to no, be. Right, no, I understand that. I was, uh, I was asked about that last night. What? What's the Arkansas thing? And so I... I admitted. I'm not fully. sure where I put Arkansas in in relation to discovering that you can make hot chocolate with milk. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no, that, that one's better. <laughs> I, I think the the hot chocolate with milk is better. Okay. Not not the discovery. The, the discovery you, you, was, uh, <laughs> but I mean, how proud he was to tell the rest of the world <laughs> that he had figured out something that everybody else should try. That's the best part. It's always the delivery that makes it the best from Chuck. (laughs) You were, that was awesome. The delivery. That's a good one. I had forgotten about that one. The delivery. I mean, people keep asking me to write this book, you know, top 10 morning drive moments with Chuckisms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chuckles or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Chuck Nuggets or something. Yeah. Yeah. Tidbits. Tidbits. Well, maybe we should use tidbits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, David uh, writes in that the Tech Stadium was where the fairgrounds are now before Jones Stadium was built. Okay. So really? Okay. Uh, uh, PJ says, can we get the Crabtree catch call this morning? We need that juju for this weekend. Well, let's see if, see if Jeff can uh, effort that. Uh, Jamie, um, Saturday uh, is the anniversary of yours and mine's 
single road trip together and probably what will be the only road trip together that we made for Texas Tech and TCU in which Tech won in two overtimes, uh, 27 to 24. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Dickens didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> I was in the press box that day. And uh, and Dickens said, do not ever bring him to the press box ever again. again. So Harold in the shotgun. Here we go. From the 28 to throw. Goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. Oh he breaks. Oh, he's the worst. Red Raider. Unbelievable. There you go. That was There's, pretty good. That was pretty good. But that was not Alex Torres' triple overtime catch to beat TCU when you were yeah. referencing. Yeah, that that's true. That was that was the that was that's the game I was referencing. What what year was that? That was uh that had to be like twenty twelve or something like that. Yeah, probably. But I think that was twenty twelve because that was the Tuberville season. At TCU. At TCU. So it's not the anniversary of that. Yeah. What? So it's, I thought you said it was the anniversary of the TCU game. Yeah, this is at TCU 2016. That was a double overtime game. Oh, uh, I, I, I think I was, I think I was, it was a different okay. one. It was All a different right. one. Well, that's that's my fault. Yeah. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. That's my fault. Uh, okay. Last time these two teams played, Jamie, your starting quarterback was Donovan Smith. Do you have a recollection of how he did that day? We were terrible against TCU last year. But right? this is this is against Baylor. This is against Baylor oh, last year. Oh, I'm sorry. Year. This okay. is against Baylor last sorry, year. Sorry, now you got me. My yeah. bad. My I, bad. My sorry. bad. Yep. Uh, last year against Baylor. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how he did. I he, know it was a good game, and you he, lost by just a field goal. Yeah. He he was 16 of 24 for 263 yards. Uh, Blake Shapin was uh, 20 of 34 for 254. Um. Travis Coons had a good day, five catches for uh, 115 yards, and Kalen Geiger, neither one of these guys are going to be here on Saturday, three catches for 44 yards. But Xavier White had three for 23, and you might you might see quite a bit of him on, uh, on Saturday. So. Yeah. Hope yeah. so. Didn't, uh, didn't Coots have a long touchdown catch? Like 80-something? Might have had, yeah. I don't, I, don't have the, I don't have the box score in front of me. Down the right sideline? Uh, Travis Kuntz uh, had 117 yards, including a 75-yard scoring strike midway through the fourth quarter that set up the Red Raiders to eventually try to tie the game late on a missed 53-yard field goal as time expired. So 75, close. That's 75. close to 80. Yeah, it's close to 80. It's in the range. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. But but still, <laughs> I mean, you know, for a, a team at that point in time, Baylor was number eight in the country, and you took them to, mm-hmm. you know, basically a. a Game tying potential field goals from fifty three yards, and you kind of felt sure. felt good about that as they lined that up, and felt good even after the loss that you had mm-hmm. played you had played really well against a good team on the road. Sure, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you think it's this close this this year this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, one thing that I sure uh, do I think this one could go either way. One thing that Coach uh, Joey McGuire said last night on his radio show here on Double T 97.3 is that he met with the entire offensive line of Texas Tech and talked to them specifically about Baylor tendencies because he coached previously the outside linebackers. Yeah. So that would be uh, 
Um, and their defensive front, too, that, that he had a lot to do with as mm-hmm. well. Different tendencies of all those guys. That's one of the strengths. I, I feel like the, the lines are the strength of Baylor. And that's good. That's a good spot to be strong. No, no doubt. Talked about how he he recruited ninety five percent of that team helped recruit. I mean, he was involved in. I mean, it's not like he was the only guy out there either. I mean, but obviously, if you've got a guy like him with his connections and his you know rapport with Texas high school coaches and and just he'd be a guy that you'd always want in the room. I think you know when players are coming to town just because of his energy and his enthusiasm, and I think people feed off of that. Mm-hmm. So. So there's uh, there's that. Um, I, I I do think it's going to be interesting to see who comes out at quarterback, um, and I think that uh, I think still we'd be surprised at any point in time that this is anybody but Baron Morton that's going to come out there and play at quarterback uh, tomorrow tomorrow evening, right? I mean we're still in that still in that mode, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah, I'm shocked. Confused, disappointed. If it's not him, uh, or <laughs> or the other the other part would be like, wow, Tyler Shuck must be really good. <laughs> <laughs> or or if it's uh, Donovan Smith, you mean, like, what are they? They're seeing something here that in practice that we're not seeing on uh, on the game when it, when you compare him and Baron Morton. I mean, he's played well. I mean, he's had and he's played against. You know, tougher teams. Do you think that Morton has been just a little bit more consistent than Donovan? He's avoided turnovers mm-hmm. compared to Donovan. Period. Period. End of period. story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the that's the biggest thing when you look at those when you look at those two. Seven twenty three this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments on the eighth morning center chat line. We get this. I really can't tell how I feel about the game. Nervous but confident. I feel like we could win by seventeen, but I could also be. See it being a one-score game, one of those games that brings a lot of hype, and the hype could either flatten us or juice us up. And as big as this game is for us, our fans, etc., we have a massive game next week with TCU. But I don't know that anybody's even looking towards TCU right now. I think this one's more massive. I mean, the fan base wants TCU more. I get it, but this one's more massive. Got to take care of business at home. Mm-hmm. Got to take care of business at home. If you had your because I, here's, I think I have an easy answer to this. If I have my choice between winning tomorrow or winning at TCU, I'm, I'm going to take winning tomorrow. I'm not. You're going to take TCU. Okay. I Je- think almost every Red Raider would choose the TCU game because we hate TCU. So we much. hate TCU because of the whole cactus stuff and everything else. No, it's I hated good. TCU before the cactus. It just the cactus just made it convenient. Okay. Had to yeah. get, gave it a logo. Yeah. They 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 absorb the Aggie hatred very very well. It's not you know it's more desert than cactus right yeah we we added the cactus they said desert yeah uh hold on to your hats have a feeling it'll be a wild ride of a game but we come out with the w i like it entertained and happy okay and then you let the chips fall where they may next week i see what you i see your point i just like i like walking out of there with a victory i like walking out of the stadium with a victory I get it. If we were including K State in the mix, you'd say that's the one you want. Red Raiders hate TCU. No, I know that. I mm-hmm. I know that. I'm just mm-hmm. I look at it just from the standpoint of walking out from a home game. I mean, if, if you, that's that's how that's how I looked at that. I, I see your point. I understand that. I just look at it from the standpoint of I like walking out of there with a smile on my face. 
You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. still play a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. What kind of question do you have for me today that I can't answer? Oh, I think you can. <laughs> I have complete confidence in you. <clears throat> I'm going to allow you to give me two answers. Today. Oh, nice. Okay. Man, I really got to listen hard then. Okay, we've we've done this one kind of before. I, I like to do it on Fridays before before a game, before a football game. So mm-hmm. we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it again. If Tech is going to win tomorrow, mm-hmm. okay, and we won't say Baron Morton because that one's obvious, right? Sure. Okay. Which guy, or or you can give me a couple guys. Which guy? Boy, I just sound like a New Yorker there, didn't I? You did. A yeah. couple, couple of guys there. A couple of guys. Give me a couple of guys <clears throat> that you think have to play well if Tech is going to win this football game. Okay, I th- I think um, I think he he's got to play well because. If he if he plays well and continues to be a distraction, then that will allow others to get pressure on the quarterback. I'm going to say Tyree Wilson, and I'm going to say Krishan Merriweather uh, on the on the defense. Um, offensively, <clears throat> I think Sir Roderick Thompson can have a big day tomorrow, and I hope that Xavier White has a big day tomorrow, and I hope your offensive line plays like they did last week against West Virginia. I don't know that they can withstand the heat that the Baylor defensive line is going to put on them and the and the you know the oncoming rush, but if they can sustain that and give whomever is at quarterback just a little a little bit of time, that I think that that could be really big for you tomorrow. Okay. Remember when my parents used to say, "Give give you an inch and you'll take a mile." I let you have an extra <laughs> answer, and so he gave me. Three or four extra answers. Yeah, okay. uh, Jeff. <laughs> Are you awake in there? I am. I'm trying to. It's the. He wasn't moving. No, no, no. I, I was like. I was going. Shock therapy was necessary. <laughs> I was trying to think a little bit outside the box okay. and go with your a specific offensive lineman. But I think all of them need to play well. So I can't just pinpoint one of them. Uh, so that's not an answer that I can give you. So we're going to go with Adrian Fry, and we're wow. going to go with Xavier White. Why specifically Fry? He is one of the leaders on your defense, especially in the secondary, and he's finally getting back healthy, which means he's able to do what he can do again. And as good as the Baylor receivers are, he's going to have to play a part in covering some of those guys. And him playing well will enable others – It won't have to do as much so they can do what they need to do better. I guess of the way to, it, it's not the extra cover that people are having to do. Um, so that's why those two guys. Okay. 
I guess I feel like with Adrian Fry, others have stepped up in his absence. Mm-hmm. He played really well on defense, and it's kind of become where he's not as important because others have stepped up. I think specifically I think Malik Dunlap. I think he's been great. Yeah, I think those guys have done a really good job in the defensive backfield. Okay, uh, I'm going defensive line, but I'm not going Tyree Wilson. I, I think stopping the run or slowing down the run is the key in this game for the Red Raiders. And so I'm going to my two big guys in the middle, Jalen Hutchings and Tony Bradford. If they're doing their job, taking up blockers, creating havoc in the backfield, Krishan Merriweather is going to have a huge day. Okay. Okay. And if they're not doing their job in creating lanes for him to make tack- come through and make tackles, then you can see Baylor having more success running the football and those offensive linemen getting to the next level and putting a putting a helmet on Merriweather, and all of a sudden you're not as good defensively as we we've, we've seen the Red Raiders specifically against the run. So, to me, hands down, slowing down the running game of Baylor is key here, and I think Hutchins and Bradford have been your you know your key run stoppers. I think your your really your defensive backfield has done a good job coming downhill and making plays against the run as well. I, re- I really have appreciated their their efforts in that, but I'm just going to say those two guys in the middle have to play well. Okay. Uh, maybe a guy on the offensive line that, because he was cited last year last week as playing well, was uh, Dennis Wilburn in the center, you know, in, in terms okay. of helping open things up uh, internally, for especially for Taj Brooks last week. And I'm not yeah. saying you're going to be able to get the same kind yeah. of effort out of Taj that you did last week <clears throat> but um you know I, I think that's a that's a key a key guy I was front. really more thinking of the two tackles okay um on the outside for the the pass rush that Baylor brings in on this but I didn't want to say just both tackles because that felt like kind of a cop out answer because those guys seem to play well every game okay uh going back to Baylor in terms of their yards rushing on the year uh, they average 4.7 yards per rush. They average almost 200 yards rushing per game. So that's uh, to, to back up what you're speaking about. Uh, Baylor from an op- opposition has allowed only 108 yards per ball game. Do you, think, do you think Baylor has to rush for less than 200? And I'm saying less than 197. I'm thinking about the, the 150 to 175 range for you to be successful. And do you think you need to be in that 150 range for the Red Raiders to, to come out on the winning end of things? Do you need to be at 150? Yeah. That you're rushing? Mm-hmm. As I don't a team? Think, no. Okay. No. I mean, with your passing game, I think you have plenty of options. And, and I mean, with the wide receiver screens to the outside that are just like runs, I mean, no, I don't think you have to have 150 yards rushing to win okay. this game. They're, they average giving up 233 yards passing per game. You need to be north of that. Probably. And Baylor averages 261 yards. I mean, they put up, they put up about 458 yards per game uh, on average. They're just out. <clears throat> they, other... they are, no doubt. What uh, <laughs> with regards to what the offense needs to do, um, the saying around here is "guns up." We need to keep our guns up and not pointed at our feet, so we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, we cannot turn the ball over this. That's week. every game. It is. That's every but game. Every single one. The, as balanced as these two teams are, one turnover could be the difference in this game by 10 points. Could be. Could be. No doubt. Yep. 
Uh, Baylor has been outscoring its opponents uh, handily by in, in every quarter, um, by 21 in the first, by 39 in the second, and by 28 in the fourth. So just kind of keep that in mind that, you know, you cannot allow them to get off to a quick start. Conversely, Tech and its opponents both have 52 points in the first quarter. Tech has done better in the second quarter, outscoring its opponent by 38, but only by eight in the fourth quarter and only by 13 in the third quarter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just a, just a thought on that. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> JL, give me two people. Chuck proceeds to list the full roster. A couple of guys or several guys in an entire unit, Arkansas. <laughs> a state that will live in infamy. Yeah. Uh, this my hate for my red my hate red for TCU is much bigger than my ba- BU hate. I would rather win tomorrow's game because you're protecting your house. There used to be a fear teams had of walking into the Jones, and a win tomorrow is another step in that direction. Okay. Let's see here. A long playability say plus 40 yards runner pass. Who's got the edge here? The one thing I'm specifically worried about feels like we will be steady tempo, but we will need an outburst every so often too. You've got big play capability. I think Baylor's got the edge there though. Okay. In the 40 plus yard range. Okay. I think you can stop more of them, Mm -hmm. but that's not your offense. Hasn't been get 40, get 40 yards on a play. It's let's get 18, 19 play drives because you're going forward on fourth down. Who has more fourth down attempts tomorrow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the NCAA record for most fourth down attempts tomorrow may be broken at Jones Stadium. Wow. And I don't know what that number is, but I would that would be where I would put money on. Baylor is uh, 16 of 23 on fourth down. That's 70%. The Red Raiders are 20 of 32, 63%. Tech opponents are 4 of 8. On fourth down, and uh, Baylor opponents are four of ten on fourth down. So is it the battle of fourth down tomorrow? Hope not. Yeah. Hope we're better on first, second, and third. Yeah, yeah. Your morning blend of sports. K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their thirty-seven thirty-four overtime win over number twenty-two Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that. <laughs> And, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Kind of a dreary morning. Kind of a slow-paced, kind of dreary tunes this morning to go with the dreary rain and the cold weather. I don't usually think of happy times when it's raining. Oh, even granted, farmers do. Don't get me wrong. But... There aren't many happy rain songs. Raindrops keep falling on my head. I said there aren't many. <laughs> there are some. But generally, when you're thinking about a rain song, it's mm-hmm. not been a happy day when it comes to music. I really hadn't even given it much thought to that. Okay, but you're the music mister, master, so I'll... I'll like, I Love it. a Rainy Night is a happy rain song. Sure, right. The Lady Rabbit. Um, songs about rain, Gary Allen. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Um... Teardrops, uh, no, no, it's not teardrops. It's uh, raindrops. No, it's uh, the line is teardrops, where it's uh, no, you... blue eyes crying in the rain. 
Yeah. Not a happy song. Where do you fall in the rain? You like the rain, right? Sometimes. As long as I'm not trying to play tennis outside. <laughs> I mean, I think it's necessary. You have a squeegee of a portable squeegee in your trunk? I do not have a squeegee in my trunk. Yeah. Would that be not. a Christmas item maybe for you to get yourself? No. No? No. Okay. No. no put I'm the... having a squeegee off the court that's probably still going to be a little slick and <clears throat> too old to be playing on that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Red Raiders and the Baylor Bears will make score predictions at 8.30 with a pond for the review. And if you want to weigh in with some, you certainly uh, you certainly can. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank Double T 97.3 studio. Something, you know, we've talked uh, extensively about Patrick Mahomes being formally inducted into the Texas Tech Ring of Honor. That will take place uh, tomorrow night at halftime. They'll uh, take the drape off of his name and boom. Patrick Mahomes will be right there on the west side of the stadium. But also tonight, Jamie, Texas Tech is holding its Hall of Fame and Hall of Honor induction ceremonies. This will be tonight at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. And oh, by the way, if you're on your way down there tonight and you maybe find yourself uh, in the bar area before the activities, you'll see Aaron Dickens and Mike Gustafson giving you a little pregame chat and stuff like that from the Overton today from 3 until 6. Actually, I've been instructed to make sure we have a shroud over them so that you don't see them, only hear them. They don't want to scare all the Hall of Famers away. A shroud. But how about this? The Hall of Flame, Hall of Fame class uh, includes um, golfer Oscar Florin, uh, basketball players Norman Ruther and Gene Knoll. These are guys that were, you know, not present day but i think uh 50s 60s kind of in that in that in that realm but really it's a ways from and i say maybe 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 60s probably for norman ruther and gene knoll would be my guess and um matt miller goes in from texas tech baseball Mm -hmm. the big leaguer goes in today plus uh from the track and field team uh patience knight and then from volleyball chris martin and also going in tonight is Kevin Curtis. Cool. Is he Ke- going to be there? I I don't know. He mm-hmm. is in town, obviously, with the Baylor Bears because he is um, a cornerback's coach for Baylor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he'll be there or not. But I hope he is. I hope he's, I hope able, so. hope he's able to make it. Yeah, absolutely. And so that uh, that's, always, that's a cool event. And then they will uh, induct posthumously into the Hall of Honor Tommy McVeigh. Mm. who was a director of operations well, at Texas Tech. Well-deserved. For 20-plus years, absolutely. So mm. uh, Tommy will be uh, inducted well, tonight into the Hall of Honor. It's very sad that we're having to do this afterwards. He could have been inducted 20 years ago for what he has meant to the university with regards to the football program with Tommy. No no doubt. I mean, he, he started with Coach Dykes and uh, continue on through the, the Coach Wells administration. And my... My guess is, I mean, I, I don't know. I think he was close to retirement because he was in his 70s. You would think but, so. But I, I know this. He he wanted to see Tech win again. And so, you know, at big levels. Um, so, who knows? Maybe he would have gotten the... I would have. I, I think the guy like Joey McGuire, he would have still been around. You know, maybe not every day, but there's mm-hmm. that energy that Coach McGuire has. I think Coach sure. McVay would have wanted to have... Uh, have been a part of that. So so that'll take place uh, tonight here in town. So uh, congrats to all those. And uh, 
certainly don't want that to be unnoted uh, today. So that will be uh, that'll be that'll be cool. Uh, my understanding is Patrick Mahomes will not be at the dinner tonight. Okay, so if you're angling for an autograph, I good luck to you. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah, he's going over to Chuck's house to hang out with the young phenom. Oh, so. sure, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's we're that's, all out of luck. It's all Chuck's fault. All out of luck. Uh, seven, excuse me, eight oh seven this morning. We'll have high school football on the air for you tonight. Uh, big district kind of championship showdown tonight between Lubbock Cooper and Tascosa. That'll be at six thirty uh, from the Pirates' place on one hundred point seven. The score. That's a big game. Big, big, big game tonight. Massive, probably you would think will decide the district championship one, one more week left in the season. So anything can happen, but yeah, that's, that's a massive one. Uh, and I, I could not tell you because I think both teams will run it. Um, so probably, I don't know who has the longer spikes, who's able to hang on to the football because I mean, the conditions are going could be potentially wet. I don't know about sloppy because sloppy would indicate that turf would come up and it would be, you know, muddy and things like that. And I'm, I've not walked that field, so I couldn't tell you how secure the turf is, but I'm going to tell you it's probably pretty secure. Okay. Hope so. So look for that. Uh, tonight uh, for Friendship, they're down in Odessa. We'll have that for you at 6.30, the kick tonight at 7. And then uh, all the scores on Friday Night Live tonight at 10. And then tomorrow morning, we get your Optimum Game Day Live coverage presented by United Supermarkets, kicked off at 7 a.m. with a Saturday morning quarterback with Garrett Luft and Andres Flores. And those guys... They amaze me with their knowledge each week um, from not only the big schools to the small schools to the to the six man. So they they have all the insight that you're going to want. Plus, you know, playoff kind of implications and things along those lines. Um, so be looking for uh, that tomorrow morning from the Frazier Alumni Pavilion, part of Optimum Game Day Live right across the street from Jones Stadium. Kick tomorrow is at 630. They do recommend if you have not done this yet, that you download your tickets um, and put them into your phone before you go as opposed to trying to do that at the gate because there'll be so many people. It's a sold-out game. Connectivity might be a challenge for you. Okay? so With so many people, right? With so many people. Mm-hmm. So just eliminate eliminate the problem and just just go ahead and do that if you haven't, if you haven't done that uh, already. Uh, Tech and Baylor tomorrow. Um, Baylor leads this series forty to thirty-nine to one. So man, it's uh, fascinating. You play eighty times and it's that close. Now, will the game be that close? I mean, the number of times that they've played three points or less, seven points or less. I mean, it's well documented. It's close. Uh, and it was close last year. Tech lost, missed a field goal, with a chance to tie there at the end. Um, and as a result, Baylor won 27-24. Baylor won the Big 12 championship. And uh, Red Raiders, of course, bowl eligible went on and then, of course, had a coaching change uh, that had already been announced. So should be fun tomorrow, 8-10. We'll talk some other Big 12 games next and more on uh, Texas Tech and Baylor as well as uh, the Red Raiders and the Bears play tomorrow night at 6-30. It's 8-10. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.